I'm telling you what, we could go home right now and say it's been awesome, couldn't we? Spirit, I, I know I, I brought the Spirit with me, and I know there's a lot more did too. Amen. It's too good this morning. Uh, I praise the Lord. Amen. The Holy Ghost shows up and shows out. It just blesses my heart. There's nothing like getting in the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like feeling the Holy Spirit flowing through you. Amen. Nothing. I don't care. Amen. I'm telling you, folks that hadn't never tried it, and that's what we come looking for today. We come hoping somebody would be saved today. Amen. I'd love. And, you know, there's a lot of folks, and, and uh, I listened to WMB, and they said that about 60 or 70% of the church members probably still lost. Now, that's not mine. That wasn't Jeff. That was a WMBW. Amen. And if that's true, that means they had never experienced what I have, Brother Raven. And uh, I, I want them to experience. Because, listen, if you ever get an experience, Brother Raven, I've said the same thing. I didn't remember a word I said. And, and let me say this before I forget. It's so good to have our baby with us this morning. Amen. Shanny, stand up and let them see that beautiful baby. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, uh, you know, I didn't remember a word I said. All I know is I got saved. I didn't. You know what, Brother Raven? God saved me just as soon as I stood up. That moment right then, God saved me. I didn't have to say nothing else. I didn't have to do nothing else. But I, did, I went on down to the altar, and I guess I prayed. I don't know. I just remember turn, getting up, Junior, and turning around, and the whole world had changed. And it's not been the same since. Amen. Turn with me over to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 39. We're going to read two verses. Then we're going to cover some of Isaiah chapter 38. And uh, we come this morning. I told you earlier, we didn't preach Wednesday night or teach on how a husband should treat a wife and how a wife should treat a husband like we were going to, okay? We just felt led to go in a different direction. And I told them to pray that the Lord let me preach that this morning. I, th I felt like the whole church needed to hear it. But God said, no, the church needs to hear this first. Then you need to preach on how a man and woman should treat each other. So flip with me over to Isaiah chapter 39, and we're going to read verse 3 and 4. And then you stay there because we're going to be preaching. We're going to be covering a lot in chapter 38 also, okay? If you will, let's stand pay respect to the Word of God. Isaiah 39, verses 3 and 4. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country unto me, even from Babylon. Verse 4, then said he, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All that is in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not showed them. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, today, Lord, for every word that's been said, for every testimony that's been rendered, Lord. God, for the awesome preaching, Lord, for the Holy Ghost we've felt thus far, Lord. For those that's come to the altar and made things right already this morning, those chains that's been broken already this morning, Lord. Thank you for that, dear Jesus. Pray, dear God, take me now and use me for your honor and glory, God. Reach down and touch every heart and every life that's sitting under the sound of our voice this morning. And we'll give you the honor and the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated.
You see, it says there in verse 4, then said he, what have they seen in thine house? And we, uh, amen. Thank you, Brother Barry. I like that. And, and uh, we, have, we have preached and touched on this before here at this church. But I'm going to tell you, church, I believe we're in a day and time that we never needed to hear this message more than we do today. Amen. Before a man can know how to treat his wife or a wife know how to treat her husband, you first, amen, got to get right with God. Amen. And things has got to be right. Well, I want you to go over to chapter 38 and just do a little bit of reading. I, I, I love chapter 38 of Isaiah. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thy shalt die and not live. So it sounds like his house wasn't in order at the time. Amen? All right. I don't know your hearts, don't know your life, but God does this morning, okay? Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, the prophet, not Hezekiah, but to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, Thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thee, unto thy days, 15 years. Amen. 15 years. Amen. And I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Syria, and I will defend this city. I want to preach to you this morning, amen, on what have they seen in your house. If the Lord come to visit your house today, what would he see in your house? Amen. Now, I want you to listen. I want you to take this in, and I want you to take this to heart, amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost just rakes me over every time I go read this scripture. But I want you to know it's Hezekiah couldn't have been exactly where he should have been at the time with the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm going to kill you. Amen. But when he got his heart right with God and he went to pray and then said, God, I've done this and I've done that. Amen. God seen the intent of his heart and said, okay, I'm going to add to you 15 years. But then we get over here in the next chapter and they had come. It says in verse 1, Nero Dak. Baladan, something like that. Amen. Close enough. Okay. They had come to visit Hezekiah. And Hezekiah said, I've showed you everything that's in my house. All right. What if the pastor just all of a sudden, up just out of the blue, come and visit your home? Amen. <laughs> now, some folks wouldn't like that. Some of you keep me outside on the front porch. You'd, you'd never say, Pastor. Or you might say, Pastor, if it was a different time, I'd so-and-so my house is a mess. That's the finest words ever. Don't come back and save me, okay? But listen to me. Jesus visits every day. Jesus lives there. Amen? And listen, your pastor don't matter, but Jesus does. Amen? He said, I've showed them everything in my house, even the boxes with the magazines in them in the closet. I've showed them everything in my house. Amen? There's a few things I want to touch on today, a few things, amen, that we need to cover. And the first thing, I just wonder, 
when you come to church, we might see Jesus in you. But if I come to your house, would I see Jesus in your home? Would I see a church member, amen? Or if Jesus is there, is he seeing Jesus? Amen. Is he seeing himself in your home? Is he welcome in your home? I know if you've been saved, he's living in your heart. But have you got him pushed way back over to the side? I just wonder how many folks would know that you love Jesus. I remember one time I was working in Chickamauga, Georgia. And uh, everybody I worked with, oh, they just used the Lord's name in vain, they cussed, and, and none of them saved, no Christians at all. And, well, I'm telling you, I just rededicated my life and, and there's a truck driver. They told me, said, go unload the truck, Watkins. So I went down, you know, 20, 21, 21-year-old. 21 I went down, and I seen a man. He had a hat on. He said, I love Jesus on it. Man, I thought, whoa, praise the Lord. Because, I mean, it was awful. And see, I was working for a roofing company. That was awful to start with. And we were pouring hot, tired, and 100 degrees. And, man, and I thought, man, if there's ever been hell, I'm living in it right now. And living with all these people. On the way to work, I rode with them to work every morning, and they were smoking dope, drinking beer on the way to work. They smoked dope, drank beer on the way home. And I had just give all that up. Amen? So I was being tempted anyway. But that guy crawled out of that transfer truck, and he had that red hat on, and it said, I love Jesus. And I thought, man, Brother Danny, I'm so glad some, some, somebody loves Jesus here. And the first word out of his mouth, use the Lord's name in vain. The office cussing you ever heard in your life. And I just, I guess he probably thought, what's wrong with him? I just went to looking. Are you representing Jesus today? Not just in your home. Listen, let me, let me ask you this. Did you know the word of God says you are the temple? That your body is a temple? Not just in your home, but when you're out here in this world, are you representing Jesus? Can the world, does the song say, can the world see Jesus, see Jesus in you? Amen. If they can't see him in you, how are they going to see him anywhere else? Amen. Praise the Lord. We can stay on that all day. We're going to go on. Amen. Not only would they see Jesus, but let me ask this, would they see love? Now, I really believe this. And, and I, I thought, well, I wouldn't even have to touch on this, but I do. I believe they'd see more love. This is the lovingest church I've ever been to in my life. And I always say, well, you're the pastor. Of course you're going to say that. No, I'm telling you, I've pastored six churches. This is the lovingest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. I told them last Sunday before they left, I said, the visitor, I said, you're going to get hugged six, eight, or ten times before you get out of here. Amen. This bunch will love you. But listen to me. There may be some of you sitting here. Amen. Like old sourpuss. Amen. Like you've been sucking on a lemon. There's some Christians that walks around like that. Amen. That you'd never see love come out of their heart. I've been in grocery stores, been in Walmart, and people treat their kids just like they was, I mean, just ill and hateful all the time. Amen. I wonder if Jesus come to your house, what would he see? Would he see love? Or would he see a family just fussing and fighting all the time and turmoil, amen, and trouble and tribulation all the time? Amen. Did you know what? You can fake a love. You can act like you love somebody. 
Amen. But unless you truly got that love down in your heart, the truth's going to be known. Amen. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, charity is loved, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling shamble. Verse 13 of that same chapter says, And now abideth faith, hope, and love. Amen. But the greatest of these is what? What's the definition to God? Amen. Is that love boiling out of your heart, bubbling out of your heart? Amen. Not only would they see Jesus, not only would they see love, but would they see the Word of God in your home? You know, used to back in the old day when mom and dad was raising me and I was a kid, you know, family Bible, you never would go in the, you never would go in the home without the family Bible being laid on the table, would you? You walk on in there and over on the eating table, there'd be another study Bible sitting there or another Bible sitting there. Amen. And if you went in the bedroom, there'd be another Bible sitting in the bedroom usually. Amen. But I wonder if I came to your home or if Jesus, amen, came to your home, would he see the Word of God? Not only would he see the Word of God, would he see it being used? Would he see you sitting and studying the Word of God? Amen. What did Hezekiah say? He said, Lord, I've done this and I've done that. And I, he may have backslid, but now he's doing it again. I'm going to tell you something. Did you know you don't know Jesus if you don't know the Word of God? If you're not studying the Word of God, amen, you don't know how to fight Satan. We just got through preaching the other day on Christ, and when he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, every time Satan come at him, what did he do? Brought out the Word of God. Use the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, how are you going to fight against the prince of this world? Amen. Would they see the Word of God? Amen. Do you know the Word of God's our roadmap? Did you know it's the greatest book ever written? It's a love story, amen. There's some stories in there, amen, that you'd never believe if you read them. I got into some story and I thought, well, where'd that come from, amen? But the Word of God, would they see the Word of God in your home? Not only the Word of God, amen, but they, would they see a family that prays? I was so thankful when, when service broke out. I, I didn't think I was going to get to preach this morning after a little while, amen. That, but that's fine. These preachers know that, I mean, they know the mind of the Lord. If the Holy Ghost of God leads in a different direction, that's fine. Amen? But I wonder if Jesus comes. I wonder how long it's been since you truly talked to Jesus. Listen to me. Listen to me. How long has it been since you talked to Jesus? Just, I mean, just had a good old heart-to-heart -heart talk with Jesus. I love the song, have a little talk with Jesus, tell him about the troubles. Amen. How long has it been? I wonder how many of you come in here and sat in here last Sunday and the last day man was said and you got up and you left and you come back in here this morning and you thought, well, matter of fact, you may not even thought. I want you to stop and think for a second. Had you prayed this week one time? Had you even said, Lord, thank you? Have you had a word to say to Jesus all week long? See, listen, folks, if Jesus, amen, is not first in your life, something's wrong. Y'all know what I've been having to preach on, what Brian's been preaching on, amen, divine favor, and how God wants to bless you so much, how he's wanting to bless your home. And if you're not putting him first, how in the world is he going to bless you? Hezekiah wasn't putting him first, so he's fixing to die until he said, okay, God, here I am.
Do you pray? Not only do you pray. Listen, it starts out with you praying on your own. You and God, that's where all your power comes from is you talking to God. But it don't just stop there. That's just the beginning. The next thing is taking your wife by the hand and saying, Honey, we need to pray. Not just every blue moon. But I'm talking about on a regular basis. You ought to pray before you go to bed at night. Amen. But don't just stop there. You ought to go in the bedroom with the kids and say, Kids, bow your head. We're fixing to have a word of prayer. Or kids, you lead us. You lead. Then the next one, you lead. And then mama lead. And then daddy lead. Amen. Where is your prayer life at? That's the greatest gift God has given us. Amen. The Word of God. And to be able to pray. To be able to talk to Him. How do you get in His divine presence if you can't talk to Him or if you don't talk to Him? Amen. Would they see a man or woman or children that didn't care to pray, don't care to talk to God on a regular basis? I'm not talking about, well, I ain't prayed today. I better pray now when you lay down. I'm talking about talking to him on a regular basis, talking to God, keeping a prayer line open all the time. Amen. Brother Junior's having surgery Tuesday. When he goes in there, I guarantee you, he'll be so prayed up, he'll be ready to go. Brother Sherman's going in next week, amen, for Easter. I guarantee you, be so prayed up, he'll be ready to go. Amen. But we ought to walk prayed up like that every day. Something has to be going on. See, that's why some of us don't live for the Lord. Something has to be going on. Something has to be wrong. Something bad has to be happening for us to say, Lord, here I am again. That's why some of you since last Sunday hadn't prayed. Matter of fact, that's why some of you probably in the last month hadn't prayed. Would Jesus see somebody that prays? Amen. I got to get on. Not only would he see somebody that prays, amen, but would they see a, a mom and daddy that disciplines their children? I want to tell you something. My heart has been so broke and so torn this week. I've been listening to statistics. Say that for me. Just, yeah, anyway, that word. This week, that's a hard word for this pastor to say. I've been listening to it. You know, when I graduated and I started, got out, about 60 to 70, about 70% of what was in church is still in church. But these kids that graduated this past year, 20-something percent that was in church is in church. It's dropped that much. They went on down and the list and people, they don't even believe in God no more. They don't even want to talk about God anymore. Beside that, I'm a hater. I'm a bigot. I'm a white nationalist in their eyes. Amen. If you love Jesus and you're living for the Lord, amen, you're a hater. When it couldn't be any more true, Amen. I wonder if we're disciplining our children the way we should. Are we raising our children the way we should? Let me get up here and read you some scripture. Over in Ephesians, I believe it is. Let me find it here. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, okay, children, I know they're not in here, but amen, what's that tell you? Listen, you know what? 
Them kids need that hind end wore out on a regular basis. Now, I'm just going to be honest. And I'm just going to tell you the truth. When you quit whooping your kids, there's something wrong. And the Bible don't say spare the rod, spoil the child. Amen. But I want to tell you something. It said you need to use the rod. Amen. You need to discipline those children so they will know that mom and daddy means what mom and daddy says. But we're living in a day and time where they want, where parents want to be the best friend with their children. Oh, that we're best friends. It can't be that way. You've got to discipline those children. Amen. The Bible goes on down and says in verse 2, Honor thy father and mother, which is what? The first commandment with promise. It don't say if they go to church, honor thy father and mother. It says to honor thy father and mother. That means everywhere. We're living in a day and time to where at school you can't even whoop the children. When my boys went to school, you can ask my wife what I did. I took them to school, and the first thing I done, I went in, and I told their teacher, I said, if they do anything out of line, I said, you get that board and you wear their tail out. I said, if you don't use it, then I'm going to be up here on you. I said, I want to wear it. If you have to send them to the principal, you send them to the principal. Amen. But we're living in a day and time to where if they get a whip and now the school gets sued. Are you disciplining your children? If you're not, something's wrong. That's not according to the Word of God. The Word of God says we are supposed to discipline our children. Amen. And teach them what? The ways of the Lord. Let me get on. Amen. Also, togetherness. Are they seeing is, would Jesus see togetherness in your home? If he come to your house, would he see togetherness? And y'all have heard me tell this before. But I used to come home, and the boys were real little, you know. And Rhonda, even when she had a bad day, and I'm telling you, them boys could drive her crazy. Now you imagine two boys like Ryan, 17 months apart, and they're having to take care of them all day long. I come home one time, and the whole front of my trailer was solid mud from the top to the bottom. They had done a number on it. And I walked in the door, and she said, I can't whoop them no more. You're going to have to whoop them. Amen. But let me tell you what I've done. I come home every day to a wife that was smiling and that loved me. Amen. And greeted me every day with a kiss. Amen. I can smell supper cooking when I come in. Things ain't like they used to be anymore. Amen. I thank God for the home. But I'm going to tell you something. What God showed me a long time ago, the daddy is the Godhead. The child is the form of Jesus. The woman is the Holy Ghost of the home. Listen to me, women. You are the Holy Spirit of the home. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. God set the family up like the Godhead. And ladies, you do set the mood of the home because you are the Holy Spirit. If I come in from work and Rhonda said, Get your boots up out of that floor. Lord, put them in the bedroom where they go. What are you doing? Amen. Let me like that. Are you crazy? Lord, I've had a rough day. Them boys that drove me crazy. I'm going in the bedroom. You take care of them. Bam, shut the door. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I didn't experience that, but I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people do. God help us. God help us. That's not togetherness, is it? But you know what? When those children seen, when Ryan and, and, and Brad, let's fix that, sorry. When Ryan and Brad would see their mama meet me, you know, I'd come in and 
I'd sit down, and I'd take me about a 45-minute nap. And, and, boy, it'd be time where I'd say, supper's done. I'd get up, and we'd eat supper as a family together. Then I'd say, honey, you do, we'll do what you want to. I'd play with the boys for a couple hours, let her go rest. Amen. I'm not saying it's got to be this way, but I'm going to tell you, there is a way, a form of togetherness, and a way a husband and wife and a family can react that God is very well pleased with. And if you bring your children up that way and they see that happening in the home, when they get of age, they'll start doing the same things. And then bring them up, what? The nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And when they're old, what they say? They will not depart. Can I get an amen from you older folks? Amen. Togetherness, church. If you truly got Jesus in your heart and love the Lord the way you should, if you're walking hand in hand with Jesus, you're going to have togetherness. And listen, you know that point, Daddy Walker, a little straighter? Those children are watching everything that's going on. I had somebody to text me this week, and it just blesses my heart when y'all text me and, and, and brag on God and brag on what God's doing in your lives. That makes me feel good. That makes me know that you are listening sometimes. Amen. But they said we're, we're reading our kids' Bible lesson every night and, and praying with them every night, and, and God's answering my prayers every day. Amen. Boy, I just sat there in my bedroom, whoa, had a hallelujah dance. Why? Because that's why we preach. That's why we come. Amen. We want to teach the world about Jesus and what Jesus can do in your lives if you will just allow him to. Listen, it don't happen overnight, but trust me. You start coming together as a family with Jesus first in your life, the Word of God and prayer, and you see if God won't bless you like you've never been blessed before. You start reading. I don't care if it's two verses, and then you just say a, 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 a ten-second prayer. As long as those children see you do that, as long as you're doing that with your children, it changes everything. And one of these days when no devil attacks them the way he's going to, they know what to do. Amen. Do you have togetherness? Would God see togetherness? Would he see Jesus? Would he see love? Would he see the Word of God, the Bible? Would he see prayer? Would he see discipline? And would he see togetherness? Without togetherness, you don't have anything. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Just fussing and fighting all the time. Angry all the time. I mean, you know, it worried me, and I probably might not have said, it worried me when Ryan went to build his house because when I built my house, I ate 10 years because I worked all day, and then I come home, worked to midnight on the house. And I knew Ryan was going to do that, and a lot of that, and, and I was afraid it was going to get him. Amen? But you know what? He's done great. They've done great. Amen? And I thank God. Do you know they always say building a home either uh, bust you up or get you stronger? Amen? And I thank God that it made me and my wife so much stronger. Amen? But do you have togetherness without togetherness? James 2.10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. The reason I wrote, read you that scripture, and we're fixing Y'all can come on get ready with a song. Reason I read you that scripture is because if you offend in one point, you may well offend in all. Is that not what that says? 
That don't, that don't mean I'm keeping nine commandments, which is only two we live by. But that don't mean I'm living for the Lord in every way. But I got one little bitty thing that I just can't give up. Listen to me. There's one little bitty thing that I just can't seem to get over. Lord, you understand. I can't get over this one little bitty thing. But God, you understand, don't you? No, we don't. That's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says, if you offend in one point, one way, you may as well break the whole law. Is that not what it says? Are we totally dedicated? What does he say in Revelations? Whether you is what? Hot or cold? What's that mean? Cold. He'd rather you just don't even mention his name. He's saying, don't even have nothing to say about me. Don't let nobody know you know who I am. Please don't tell anybody I'm in your heart. Amen. You know why? Because he said it makes me want to puke. Makes me want to throw up. God knows everything about us today. What would he see? What is he seeing in your house? What is he seeing in your home? Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Hezekiah wasn't right with God, but he got right. And I'm telling you something, if you want to get right with God, there ain't no telling what God do for you. Do you know the Bible says we can shorten or prolong our days, don't it, brother? Do you know you may be walking on thin ice? My mom and dad used to tell me that all the time. Mom would say, son, you're on thin ice, boy. I knew I better, I better straighten up because my jaws was fixed to get slapped. Well, you may be on thin ice today. And God may be saying, it's time. We've prayed all week long for the Holy Ghost of God to do this. We've prayed for the Holy Ghost of God to deal with you and show you that it's time. Let's all bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you today for your precious word. Thank you, dear Lord God, for everything that's been said thus far. Just pray, dear God, that today is the day of salvation. Lord, I don't know the hearts and lives that's here. I don't know where anyone stands, Lord. I just pray, God, that you will reach down and touch each and every individual here. And we'll give you the honor and praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. As they sing, would you come? As they sing, would you come?